There will be spoilers ahead. Lots of spoilers, so be careful, won't you? Oh boy. What a night. Mike, don't expect too much from me from this episode. I know we're focusing on Scarlett Johansson in this series, but right now I am having trouble focusing on anything more than six inches away. Man, you can never let me go to another bachelorette party. I mean it. All that shrieking and yelling. Who are you? What are you doing here? Does anyone know that guy? Someone call the cops. And the pepper spray. So much pepper spray. So how was your weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we're discussing more of of the Johansson oeuvre this week with a bit of a change of pace. Oh, yeah. 2017's Rough Night. This is a raunchy comedy more in the vein of The Hangover or Bridesmaids or Weekend at Bernie's as opposed to, you know, The Avengers or Marriage Problems. Hangover at. <laughs> yeah. How, how does Miss Miss Scarlet navigate these debauched waters? We'll never tell. Okay, yes, we will, but only because you begged us. Um, um, I'm no. your host, the blushing bride to be, Max Levine, and over there is my maid of dishonor, Mike Luce. Yeah, Max Levine party favor is, I think, That's... what you meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Too. Yeah. So uh, we uh, do, of course, have our poll question. Uh, we'd like to. We get do. Question. What is a movie you have always felt you should watch for stuff and reasons, but you've just never been able to get yourself to do it, and why? Harriet Roberts says, well, this is a little off, but not a movie, but The Sopranos is a series I feel I should have watched. I just can't get beyond the violence. Mm. Okay. I'm totally understandable. Same here. Yeah. David Mackman. Dave! Dave! Tells us Schindler's List. And Saving Private Ryan's. Ryan's? Two movies. Ryan's. There, there are several Ryan's in it. <laughs> Two movies I don't think I would enjoy. I mean, any, save, a, save a spotted owl. Save a, save <laughs> Why would you want to save Matt Damon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I don't know about it. Yeah, those are not movies you enjoy. They're movies you're not just supposed to see. You're supposed to like. Yeah. Dr. Professor Rebecca Belke says... For me, it's mostly old classic Hollywood films that are lauded as the greatest, but don't really interest me. Yeah. But since I now teach film, oh dear, <laughs> I feel I should have seen them. Like Apocalypse Now. Mm, oh yeah. Seen it. The Godfather. Seen it. Nosferatu. Seen yeah. it. Yeah. Are three that come to mind right now. Richard Tatum says Gone with the Wind. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an effort, that one. He had a great response. I said, uh, I, by now you probably already know the ending. And he said, I don't. And honestly, I don't give a damn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very nice. Valerie Coons, who my careful research has shown has some strange She's mysterious She's my sister. Oh. <laughs> Fine. Well, that was $20,000 well spent. You met her before. Well, you didn't meet her before I did, but... <laughs> She met no, you I'm before she met sure me. I, uh, I met her before you, yeah. Uh, we have another one. She says, Schindler's List was the first one that came to mind. I've never seen most of the movies that were huge in the 80s. Huh. Some I figure I should uh, get around to someday, if I, if just so I understand the references. Films like Flashdance and The Big Chill. And I'd like to delve into films that are made by or feature minorities. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, she needs to see Earth Girls are easy. That's top of the yeah. list. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a big eighties. No, it's true though. Flashdance and the Big Chill. Those are kind of t- cultural touchstones of the eighties. I haven't seen either one of them. I've seen uh, Flashdance once and Big Chill multiple times. I don't think Flashdance is a must-see. Not really, no. but you kind of yeah, you get where it is because so many people you know parody it or make fun of it. Yeah, and I am tickled by the idea that Flashdance and Schindler's List are somehow on the same list of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep, She's like, yep. he's a hard down Jew in a Saturday. Night. <laughs> Oh God! Stop Sorry. right there. Steel Town Stop Jew. Right Steel there. Town Jew. Sorry about that. Steel Town Jew. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've got like that could be like a mini series on the Netflix. You know, Steel Town Jew. <laughs> Sorry, please. Go. Uh, yes, Geneva Brunetti says I'm ashamed to write this quote out loud on the internet. I, we get what you mean, but The Godfather. Mm. Ooh. It's, it's a given, considering I have a film degree, worked at a movie rental place, and am Italian, and apparently mimics some of my old family dynamics, according to my, my aunt. Oh, well, dear. Did, did someone shoot your brother in a boat while fishing? Did you find horse heads I, in your cereal? I don't ah, know. your cereal. Bobby, no! <laughs> So I get it, right? Tea. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was going to say I get it, right? Because I only watched it because of a series we did. So, uh-huh. and that was what last year. So, yeah, yeah. I get no, it. That that is a tough one. It it takes some dedication. It's worth it though. From the great white hoser to the north, Vince <laughs> says, "Wild at Heart," the David Lynch film. I even had a copy for years and never was in the mood to watch it. I think I am just sick of that period of Lynch films. Too violent. And the stilted dialogue just put me off. I would be really in the mood. I would have to be really in the mood, and I just never am. Yeah, I, I get that. I I never met, never watched Wild at Heart, even though Dave bugged me about it, <laughs> literally for I think twenty years, <laughs> until we finally made an agreement that he would watch The Man with Two Brains, <laughs> Steve Martin, if I watched Wild at Heart, and we did. And who won? Um, that's a, it's still kind of a toss-up. Yeah, see, my, my period of David Lynch films that I'm not really interested in starts with Eraserhead and ends with Twin Peaks. So anything in between those two films, I'm not really oh. interested in watching. Yeah, there's quite a, quite a bunch of them there. I'd say all of them. <laughs> our, our cheese boy himself, Ned, Jeez. says, I know I'm supposed to enjoy Hot Fuzz, but for whatever reason, I've never found Simon Pegg funny, and so I haven't even tried the movie. Go figure. Oh, it's kind of too bad, but yeah. I get it. Yeah, I like Simon taste. Pegg. Uh, I think the Cornetto films are fun, but if you if you don't like if Simon Pegg doesn't work for you, the movies will not. Yeah, they just won't. He and Nick Frost are pretty much the backbone of those movies, and if they don't work, they don't work. He and Nick Frost are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are so cute. What a they romance, really right? Because absolutely, yeah. Uh, from Doctor Lauren, Ooh. from from out in the southwest. Wait, how did we hear uh, from her? Uh, she is the only one who actually emailed <gasps> uh, at us at maxmikemovies.com and is as such getting a truckload of chocolate covered bumpy bucks delivered right to her door. Ding 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 ding. Yep. And here we have another I have never watched Gone with the Wind. Hmm. I quoted it on occasion when I was routinely attending deliveries as a physician for the soon to be newborn. 
I sometimes arrive before the obstetrician, and the nurses, but you know what, what she's about to yeah. talk about, would tease me about having to deliver the baby, to which I would reply, I don't know nothing about birth and no babies in the lamest southern accent ever. Good for you. My wow. excuse for not seeing the movie was always that I would rather read the book. But I've never done that either. Ah. Mostly because it seemed way too long to be worthwhile. Mm. Eh, well. well, that or the sequel. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I'd like to claim that it was because I was an early objector to the glorification of plantation society. However, my willingness to quote an unfortunately stereotyped character belies any such claim. <laughs> so I'll just stick to my original reason. It's too long, and I've already heard most of the good quotes. Mm. That is perfectly fair. And thank you very much for thank you very much for emailing us, Doctor Lauren. You, you, know, you are an example to everyone else. And by the way, ding 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 ding. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I just like to say ding 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 ding. But thank you all for those those very intriguing uh, answers, yeah. Mike. What uh, what about you? What's a movie you keep that you always figure you should see, but you just can't get yourself to? And why? Ah, Schindler's List. I mean, it's uh, the thing I have heard about it though is besides the fact that it is depressing and it's an important subject, it is it is kind of Hollywoodized, which you know it's Steven Spielberg, so I understand that a um, bit. I so I don't really. It's very well done. Yeah, I mean, uh, Saving Private Ryan. I you know again, you're supposed to not only see it, you're supposed to like it. Uh, I'm not big on war movies anyway, and uh, I, I don't. I mostly it's one of those films that was so big that you were you, you kind of you were supposed to see it. And I was just like, eh. People keep wanting me to watch Quentin Tarantino films, and I won't. You've um, seen several. I know, and half of them were by accident. By <laughs> accident. <laughs> I fell into this Quentin Tarantino movie. Pretty much, I'd be at a friend's house. It's like, hey, do you want to watch this film? It's called Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah, well, sure. What's it about? Oh, it's it's a uh, you know about gangsters and stuff. Oh yeah, whatever. Oh my god, no! And then next time I was over the same people's house, it's like, hey, you want to watch uh, Jackie Brown? What's what's that about? Oh, it's a really good film. Oh, okay. Oh, it's that guy again. God, god damn it! <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, and then I did end up watching. Um, Kill Bill 1 and 2 mm -hmm. because yep. my partner wanted to go see it. And there were parts of Kill Bill, of the ones I've seen of his, that's probably my favorite, which is very small F favorite. Yeah, but, but you've also you also saw um uh, Pulp Fiction and finally. I believe and I believe didn't you see um, no. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Nope. Oh, I thought you did. Nope. Okay. No interest. It's Tarantino it has feet in it and <laughs> And horrible Mike violence. does not watch movies with, with anybody who has feet. That's right. We have feet in my movies. They have to all be cut off at the knees. Yep. Yeah, and obviously Godfather, I waited until I had to, and I'm pleasantly surprised. It is a very good movie. Um, and Godfather 2, amazingly, I didn't like as much as one, but that's, you oh. know. How about you, Max? What films have you been like, oh, I should watch that. If I'm really oh, a boy, cinephile, this, I should watch. There's a bunch. The big one, I would have to say, is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, I've seen it. It just look. It looks too painful. It looks too difficult to watch. Have you read the book? No, See, I, I have not. I saw it because I had a film class, which was novel into film. Bad idea, and that uh, one especially. You know, very lauded film, Academy Award winning, whatever. If you read the book literally right before you saw the film, you just sit through the film laughing because it's like, why did you do this? Why did you left this whole thing out? The perspective's uh, all wrong. But, but that movie, it's so damn significant. It is one of three count them three movies. That won all of the big four. 
Yeah. Best Picture, Director, Actor, and Actress. There have only been three, and that's one of them. I've seen the other two, which are It Happened One Night in Silence of the Lambs. I just find it and interesting I, that I've seen it and you haven't. But Yeah, yeah. Usually it's the other way around. What else? Yeah, that's amazing. I've never seen Dr. Zhivago. I keep meaning to, I feel like I should see that. It just looks like people say they don't want to see Gone with the Wind because it's too long. That looks longer. I don't know if it I'm, is. I'm but not it, sure. It looks longer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are a bunch of others. Those are the two... Those are the two big ones. Yeah. Well, that would lead us to the fact that there would be a new poll question. There is. I can't and wait this, to hear what it is. This one is a little more personal. Ooh. Who would you choose to play you in your own biopic? Oh, boy. It has to be an actor, any actor, living or dead, at any point in their career. Bob Denver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> and- <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I'm, Thank you. I can't wait to see the answers to that one. Yeah. Casting. So uh, bring out your couches and uh, call in your actors and uh, let us know in ways that we'll tell you until the end of the show. Me, it's obvious. Rondo Hatton. That's yeah, really, look him up. That that's mean, but okay, <laughs> to Max. But uh, otherwise, yeah. we have uh, yeah, we have we a have rough trivia. night ahead of us. Yes, we do. The facts. Uh, first off, we're going to start with some trivia about Ms. Johansson again. Hmm. Currently, she is married to Saturday Night Live's Colin Jost because Ooh. she clearly lost a bet I with see. whom she has a son. Oh. She wa- was married to Romain Doriac who is famous for being French, ah. with whom she has a daughter. I surrender. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, French people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she I'm has so a cheese. Looney Tunes character named after her. From There was a 2011 show called The Looney Tunes Show, and they had a character named Starlet Johansson. I see. Real imaginative there, fellas. Yeah. Never would have guessed. She's also released two albums. Oh. Yeah, in 2008, she released Anywhere I Lay My Head, which was a, a, a collection of Tom Waits covers. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, you know, Scarlett Johansson has what they call a smoky voice. Tom Waits has a burning asphalt covered in gasoline voice. So the piano this, has yeah. been drinking. The, the piano twist has been drinking. organ grinder cries. <laughs> now, see, you're doing uh, Tom Waits. I'm doing uh, Scarlett Johansson doing Tom No, you're Waits. really not. Uh, <laughs> this was released. It was kind of mixed to average reviews. I think the nicest one said, well, she can sing, but okay. Yeah. Then she did another one called Breakup, which was a collaboration with someone named Peter Yorn. Ah. That one, uh, that one did a little better. And finally, and I think this was a, a shame she did not do this on any of the albums. She plays the kazoo. <laughs> Technically, doesn't everyone? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, but I, th- I assume this means she's been classically trained in the kazoo. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, classic gasoot player. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks <laughs> for that trivia. But what sure. about, um, I bet the there's movie. tons and tons of Rough Night There trivia. is almost nothing. I see. Nothing. Most of it is, hey, these two actors were in the same movie before, and this actor was in this movie with this other actor. But there were a couple. The budget for this, about $20 million, most of which I assume was her salary. Hmm. Worldwide gross, $47 million. Ah, so not, a, huge, not a dis- huge success. Not a disaster, but not a success. It's a disaster. I actually looked a little bit, because you said that there wasn't uh, much yeah. trivia. I found out that they spent, believe it or not, 
35 million on promotion alone. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, so this was okay, this was a, a disaster. Okay. Yeah, sure. This gets out but no Batgirl for I'm sorry, Batgirl, yes, but no Batgirl for yeah, us. Yeah, no Batgirl for us. Cuz what's 70 million? The film was originally entitled Rock That Body. Yeah. Then they renamed it Rough Night. Filming was done in Long Beach, California in October 2016 when the pier restaurants and the bars of Hermosa Beach were used as stand-ins for Miami nightlife. Because why would you go to Miami if you didn't have to? Um, well, you know where the parts that weren't beaches, I actually looked this up, do you know where the rest of the film was shot? Nope. Mount Vernon, New York, because nothing says oh, Miami like Mount Vernon, New sure, York. Sure, <laughs> why not? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, this is just an odd thing where um, Scarlett Johansson, Jillian Bell, who plays Alice, Kate McKinnon, who plays Pippa, and Eric Andre, who plays one of Peter's friends, were all born the same year. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And at one point, uh, Pippa, or a.k.a. Kiwi, Kate McKinnon's character, makes a remark when they're trying to figure out what to do with the body of the dead stripper, suggests cooking him because it was done in Australia. This is true. <laughs> Mark, a guy named Marcus Volk, a chef, murdered his transgender girlfriend in a Brisbane apartment in 2014 in a, shall we say, poorly conceived plan to conceal her body. He tried to boil her dismembered remains in cooking pots. Didn't work. He committed suicide before he was brought to trial. Yuck. Yeah. Ew. And in the scene, in the mid credit scene, when we say, see Jess uh, in, in, at her political victory, it's not an act. Did, did she look familiar, the way she was dressed, the way her hair was done? She looked like that uh, when we suddenly see, for whatever reason, that uh, Black Widow has utterly changed her hair. No, no, this was, she's done up to look like Hillary Clinton. Oh. Yeah, that, okay. that wasn't an accident. That's pretty much it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not yeah uh, well so the, we get to the plot well at least there's a good story so tell us a good oh, story yeah. max you know it's the same old story a bunch of friends get together for a bachelorette party do a ton of blow hire a stripper who they accidentally kill man if i had a nickel uh <laughs> jess alice blair and frankie are old friends from college alice perhaps obsessively so jess is running for state senate and is about to marry Peter, a man who exists. <laughs> Alice has, has taken this opportunity to put together an over-the-top bachelorette weekend, hoping to recapture the wild days of their college friendship, something she's never been able to let go of. Jess's Australian friend Pippa, played by Kate McKinnon, joins them. A stripper gets killed. Zoe Kravitz gets intimate with Demi Moore. Stolen diamonds are involved. Peter goes full sad astronaut when he thinks Jess has broken up with him and ends up driving a car through a wall. You know, same old story. The film. There's some amazing talent in this film. Sadly, all of it's in front of the camera and none of it is yeah. behind the camera. Nor was anyone, uh, any of it working on the word processors creating the script. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have I Zoe mean, we got Kravitz, who is Zoe Kravitz is in, the, is in this. Ilana Glazer, who plays Frankie, she's the activist. Mm -hmm. She is a really funny stand-up. Kate McKinnon. How do you have Kate McKinnon in a movie and not make her funny? She I, is. I didn't she find her sketch. funny, but I liked her. Uh, this is the Pippa character from Australia. 
Yeah. Um, I think now I don't know. I, sh- I feel like I should know the woman who played Alice. And for some reason, it's like, is that Kate McKinnon? No, who? Uh, no, that's Jillian, Jillian. Bell. Uh, you've you know you've seen her as that girl in that thing. Ah, okay. Yeah, she she's a sort of not quite on the level with the others in terms of. Uh, yeah. Well, now, the the, mo- the thing most people know her from these days is she is the voice of Nat on Bob's Burgers. Ah. She's done a lot of TV and uh, she was also in uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. She okay. was the psychiatrist. Yeah, she's. Uh, yeah. A lot of TV work, a lot of some voice work. So, how to how to start this off? Yeah. Um, First off, I gotta say they established the characters pretty well right off. Yeah, but do you remember this, this was a thing back in the day? I'm sure you. Yeah. I just want to remind our, our listeners about this. Do you remember when you had to be 30 to get into college? Uh, yeah, there is that. <laughs> they really make no effort. I think they like put Scarlet in pigtails or something. Try to change her hair to make their make her look younger. Cotton, yeah, maybe? and this is supposed to be like soft. They're supposed to be like sophomores, so they're supposed to be like nineteen. No, no. It, yeah, it's just no. It just you just not for a second do you think, hey, it's college people. It's like, oh, the faculty is having a party. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this was, and the style of this movie. The, the, obviously, they're trying to cash in on the remarkable success of The Hangover, which. I didn't want to see The Hangover. It looked really dumb and crude, and it is. The Weasel, my buddy the Weasel, made me go see it, and yep. I laughed my ass off. It <laughs> is crude, it is offensive, it's funny as hell. Yeah, the first one. I have not seen the first one. Ones. I haven't bothered the, uh, with the others, but it really, if nothing else, you have friggin' Mike Tyson in it. With my tiger? With yeah. my tiger. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not that film. Let's no, be very really clear. Isn't. This is not that, that film. My note it wants was, to be. It wants to be, be. What was your note? Well, my note was basically that this feels like a all women version of The Hangover, but as conceived by a guy. <laughs> yeah, this this very much feels like a guy's idea of a, what a bachelorette party would be like. But it wasn't because no. the director was a woman who is yes. married to Peter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of see how he got cast. Yeah, because, okay. Um, he's fine. I mean, he's just... I've already forgotten who he was. Well, here's also my... point out that uh, while the director was one of the writers, the other writer was a guy named Paul Downs. Who is Peter. Peter, yeah. yeah. My, so. my first note on Peter is, why is Scarlett's fiancé gay? <laughs> I, he really? reads totally as gay. And huh. he, he's got a tiny little lisp going on. That may just be the way he talks. I don't know. But all I'm sitting there going, yeah, she, why is she marrying this gay guy? I don't understand. I was curious because one of his friends I, oh, who looked really upset about him, him getting married, I thought, oh, is he in love with him? Well, <laughs> later on. So they're going off to do the wild and crazy things, the yep. stereotypical guy weekend, get it, wink, wink. And then we yep. see Peter is having a wine tasting with his bu- buddies. And oh, my yeah. note for that was, oh, it's Gay Peter's Gay Support Group. <laughs> I, I, I had, my note was, wow, Peter and his friends may be the dullest people alive. And, and it's just, it it's, you can hear them turning the table. The table is squeaky, it's old, and you can hear them turning it in this film. If the opening of the movie was the preview of this film, I'd have not gone or not watched mm. it. And that's just there. I'm in college at a sorority slash fraternity party. And here's where we introduce the characters and we see who they are. Um, and what Over we've got a game is, of beer pong. Yeah. And, which, now, I have to admit, 
I have never played beer pong in my life. I don't know how you play beer pong. I have you ever played beer pong? I watched it once. And I don't know how you do it either. I that, think what happens is you got a bunch of cups of beer in front of you across well, from a table. People can look from, up the damn rules. We well, don't I think need you to literally, know. If you get the ball in their cup yeah. of beer, they have to drink it. Right, you have to drink a beer that's had a filthy t- ping pong ball thrown in it. Right, keeps hitting, missing, and hitting the floor. But yeah, now that's this, my by guess. the way, I do not want to say suggest for a minute that beer pong is not popular or was not popular. Of course, it was. I just never got invited to that kind of party. Only once in. Mm. Um, the thing I, 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 mean, I never I, get invited to, which I thought might be fun, is a vodka slide. Have you ever heard of those? I've, I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. I yeah. think it's like a. Isn't it like an ice sculpture that you pour vodka down into your yep. mouth? Yep. So at one end, it's sort of it's at a, at a, uh, an angle, and at one end they pour the vodka, and there's a little like channel cut into the ice. So by the time it gets to you, it's nice and cold, and yeah. yeah. But of course, then you. But what we would now call a super spreader event. Um, super spreader. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. was thinking manure, and it's like, well, sort of. No, no, no. Oh yes, we should get back to the movie. Oops. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now again, one of the major plots is uh, Jess. Is, you know, Jess and her friends, three of them are, well, two of them. She and Blair are very successful. Uh, Frankie is basically a rich suburban kid who's decided she's Norma Ray yeah. or, uh, she, or, or uh, but Lady Butterfly. You know, she's an activist. She's into mm-hmm. every possible cause, even, uh, even though she, she's a bit of a hypocrite on some of it. She's, again, a very cliche. She's the rich, liberal, uh, white lady. She's who, not white. Well, no, well... Partly. It's suggested at least that she's Hispanic. I don't know her particular background, but that seems to be the suggestion. Yeah, I forget what Ilana Glazer's uh, background is. Yeah. Uh, but um, quite honestly, to me, she just looks like she's New York Jewish. I mean, that could be, I couldn't tell, but it's it felt that way. And because there is a dividing line here, which I didn't want to talk about. Yeah. One of the other friends is Zoe Kravitz, who mm-hmm. I generally really like. Well, I generally really like. I think was wasted in this film, as was just about everybody. Except just about for Peter. everyone. Yep. <laughs> Peter was Peter, not wasted. I got, Peter was not wasted. We'll get to him. He actually gets a lot more fun. He's probably the most fun character. I'm going to disagree, but well, we'll see. We'll get we'll get to it. But uh, yeah, uh, Alice is that is that person, and they, I've known people like this who cannot let go of the type of friendship they had, like in college, because for them, that friendship was like the height of their life. Yeah, and that's why Max really just won't answer the door when I knock. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I told you, you keep getting the address wrong. It's not my fault. You can't read my handwriting. <laughs> you mean that's covered with water and beer and honey and other? No, things? you're supposed to say it's typed. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's that's typed. different. That was high school, but <laughs> yeah, we never went to college together. So yeah. And but th- there are people who hang on to that, and sure, because Alice, as we find out, didn't have a lot of friends growing up, and just who. It, let's face it: if Scarlett Johansson is your friend in college, you would hold on with both hands. I don't care, male or female. It's like, oh my God, this goddess is hanging out with me. I one of Peter's friends at one point, Peter believes through a wacky misunderstanding <laughs> that. That uh, Jess doesn't want to marry him anymore. Yeah. And as one of his friends says, I mean, we kind of saw it coming. You're a six, and she's like a 20, (laughs) and he's not wrong. (laughs) I mean, thank God women are not as shallow about appearances. 
I, I, I personally am so grateful for that. Um, I think that on both sides of the fence, you will find equal amounts of shallowness. That there can be feeling. some, but I remember somebody said, I don't remember, it was a great quote, men learn to love the ones they find beautiful, and women learn to find the ones they love beautiful. I mean, that's a neat saying, but I can still see that it leaves plenty of shallowness for both sides. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's universal. Yeah. Um, but I would just like to interject because the film seems to require that I do this. Yeah. Um, woo. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. We we do. If we're going to really keep the spirit of this, we do have to shout woo pretty much every 45 seconds or so. Um, woo. 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 <laughs> party. Yeah. So the opening scene with the college party is... There is literally nothing new in this. Nothing. There's there's nothing new in, I'd say, the first third of the movie. I'm going to go the entire film. I made four predictions in this film. I don't know about Uh, you, but if I'm in a movie that I'm either not enjoying or I get bored, I start predicting things. I am uh, not always right. Even though I've seen tons and tons of films, Max has seen tons and tons of films, I'm not always right. In this case, I made four predictions. All four of them were right. (laughs) Prediction number one, Scarlet gets photographed doing her crazy stuff, thinks she's screwed, ends up winning election. Ta-da! Yeah, got that one. Prediction two, Stripper, the the guy who comes in that accidentally dies, will be a fugitive. (laughs) Ta-da! Yeah, I figured he was at least a criminal. Yeah. Prediction number three, the two cops show up. Prediction, they're not cops. Ta-da! Spoiler! Prediction, Jess captures the thieves and is a hero. (laughs) Ta-da! This film yeah. has nothing new to say. I mean, even down to what they call the third act breakup, mm. where you know they start uh, recru- you know blaming each other and mm. un- harsh truths come out, and you know we finally find out that you know Jess is really uncomfortable with uh, Alice's sort of obsessive friendship, and there's a lot of hurtful stuff said, and then everything's fine. Yeah, that's I re- referred to that as the catharsis moment. Yeah. Um, and here's the problem with the catharsis moment. On as a whole, if you take the opening scene in the frat party and you take the catharsis scene and then you take a scene later when Jess is alone in the bathroom and she's getting herself um, out of the shower and doing her hair, she finds a card left by Alice. Yeah. It basically explains why Alice has been so clingy all these years. Mm. Those these three things actually might make a nice little arc. The problem is the tonal shifts in this movie yeah. are many and varied. And yeah. so <laughs> you the, never the, know. It's very to hard to get emotionally invested. Yeah. I mean, some of the lines, there were things that made me laugh. I mean, at one point, you know, Je- uh, Alice is upset that Jess puts her hand on her shoulder, leans in and goes, would some more cocaine make you feel better? <laughs> and she goes, Yes. <laughs> So the, the drug use in this film, it seems so, it's like people went out and got vodka. Like, is that really, I don't know, but it just seems like it's, oh, we'll just get some Coke. I wouldn't know how to get Coke if you asked the, me. The people who know how to get it can get it anywhere. Apparently, I, I don't know, you can get, and apparently we, it's also not hard to find meth at a truck stop. Yeah, or I want to talk, about, I wanna talk about that scene. <laughs> that scene is so odd and yet strangely adorable. I guess. I just, it's kind of cute. I mean, 
Right, well, we got to get there, uh, but well, let's go like back I for say, a second. Because we're, we're, we're they get yeah, to Miami, we're, we're, we're jumping away over the yeah, yeah. They're in Miami. They're staying in this unbelievably gorgeous beach house. Well, before they get there, they go somewhere really cool. Did you notice where they went for all their fun that night? They went to a club. Yeah. Do you know what it was called? Oddly enough, I did not notice club. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was literally in neon club, over club. the door. It's okay. club. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's my favorite club too. I love going to club. <laughs> like, really, guys? Yes, club. They were going out okay. for something to eat at restaurant. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so they are staying at this amazing beach house, which be- is unfortunately. Uh, Alice is a little upset because um, Jess has invited Pippa, who she has never met. None of them have ever met. Uh, Al- uh, Jess did a semester abroad. In Australia and got to be friends with Pippa. Well, you also forgot how they had to get the keys to the bees house, beach oh, house. Oh yes, they had. They were kept by a neighbor by this neighbor couple. The neighbor couple is Ty Burrell and Demi Moore. Yeah, and Ty Burrell you might know from Modern Family, a bunch of other stuff. No, but he reminded and, me of Hank Azaria, who I could also see of that role. If I he could was have a seen him do that part. Yeah, you know Demi Moore, you know who is older than we are and still looks pretty damn amazing, and they are this very. Uh, let's just say horny couple, you know, very into, you can tell they're swingers. God knows what kind of apparatus they have in their house that we can't see. And yeah. Yeah, they've got the uh, the key. They come into this later as a plot point. Sure. <laughs> they're very creepy and they are very pervy. Um, yeah. They they fixate on Zoe Kravitz, which I could totally understand. And I, yeah, I don't <laughs> see, with her, although, you know, with her and Scarlett Johansson in the same area, you're kind of spoiled for choice. Yeah. But yes, also the house that they're in has a sex swing. Yeah. Just, that's purely a sight gag. It come, It's sort of a plot point, not really. And that's what was it, weird There's a callback to, to it, but. Hmm. Is these people have no trouble finding cocaine, but they don't seem to know what a sex swing is. Because they're like, is that. Is that what yeah. I think it is? He, and it's like I've never <laughs> seen one in real life, but even I knew what it was. I've seen one in a store. Target was uh, by having a sale. That Target? Was <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, folks, if you're, uh, a little public service announcement for Max Mike movies. Don't buy your sex swing at Target. Come on. <laughs> get the real leather. Uh, yeah, get something decent. Don't go with pleather. I'm sure it chafes. It I sticks. read it somewhere. Um yeah, and it's a friend. I think it's a friend of Alice's. And it's she, her only donor. Yeah, I, or no, it's it's or uh, Jess's. Jess. And I love her explanation. Oh, somebody else must have rented this and left this here. And then she looks up and she says, <laughs> "And installed a beam and screwed it to it." <laughs> there are that some was funny. funny lines. Yeah, that was funny. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but like to give you an idea, Alice has a line. It's your bachelorette weekend. I have been waiting for this since freshman year. Yeah. Like, that sums up Alice completely. Yeah. Of the, she's also the one... Well, she and Frankie aren't married. Frankie is, uh, Frankie is openly gay. Blair is probably bisexual. She oh. and Frankie were a couple, then they aren't. And she's also going through a messy divorce. I, I kind of like how that signified. She has a kid. They're in a custody fight. The, the father must be a complete jerk because when she's getting into the car, her driver turns and gives the father the finger. Yeah. And he like, seems oh, like a jerk. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he does. He's he only has like one line. Ten seconds. He's barely there. So um, i got to say that actor does a good job in putting that across very quickly. Yeah. The humor in this film, though, is as predictable as the rest of the plot. But yeah. there's one point there when they first get to Miami, somebody has a bottle of champagne 
They pop the cork. <laughs> Although if you look at the bottle, it's like, wow, they didn't bother putting foil on the top of the champagne, whatever. Yeah. But they pop it and everyone, of course, goes, oh, my God. And they duck and they run because they think it's. But they actually explain the joke. They're yeah. like, oh, that must be because it sounded like a gunshot. Like they actually have to tell us like. Um, it's like, no, you didn't. You really no. didn't. No. It's 2020. You know, this was 2017. We get the idea of fear in an airport. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah again, which too bad because that was you know could have been a, a worth a smile. I guess. Yeah, yeah. The, then of course, the, every bachelorette party cliche you can imagine then occurs. You know, yeah. they have the sashes. Yeah. Uh, they have a great deal of penis-inspired paraphernalia. Sure. Right down to, and I I don't know if this exists. I'm assuming it does now. Penis-shaped pasta. Oh yeah, yeah, that's totally a thing. Um, the thing I love I've... how you knew that right away, <laughs> Max. It's in the aisle, dick pasta. Oh. It's right there. <laughs> you know, okay. sometimes you can get it with meatballs, or you know. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, there's that, and then there's the glasses with the big oh, rubber yeah. penis on the nose, yep. which they later, the, of course, put on this. So the str- and the so little they do- antennas, so they're everything. At, they're at club doing. The <laughs> doing drug, <laughs> doing drug, having drink, uh, and then they eventually go back to the house because they have the stripper coming. And who should show up? But oh, it's the stripper. Who? Spoiler: It's not really the stripper. And quite honestly, I mean, admittedly, they're all on coke and weed and God knows what else. Yeah, we could tell they were. He wasn't the right person. Yeah, like th- this isn't a stripper, dude. You, but- you know that, right? But luckily, he's handsome and really well-built, so he could yes. possibly be one. Yes, and at one point, you know, Alice, getting uh, really a bit into it, jumps on him, knocks him over backwards, and he hits his head on the corner of the fireplace and dies. Yeah. By the way, this happens while the divinal song, I Touch Myself, is playing, <laughs> which is, because, sure, and... Uh, this is a massive, as Mike mentioned, this is one of those massive mood shifts. Yeah. And it can, this can work in some movies. In this, it's just so out of left field, it's jarring. Yeah. I said it was an instant downer. Yeah. Like, it brings the comedy, such as it is, in the movie to a complete halt. Oh, it's screeching halt. Yeah. And even if they're sort of trying to bring it in with the reactions, and it, mm. it's just like, ah... Yeah. No, sorry. I mean, you know, death and humor work really well together. There are people who can do this. You can see this in even dopey comedies like Weekend at Bernie's. Because, <laughs> of course, we think of that. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, the whole, then a big chunk of it is what do we do? What do we do? We have, you know, the house is all glass. We have to hide the body. And there's this whole thing. I've been trying to carry him. And then they talk to a lawyer who tells them if there's no body, there's no case. Yeah. My first thought, first of all, is, and this is what I was thinking because the movie was not very interesting. They're in Florida. You killed a stripper. I'm not sure that's illegal in Florida. <laughs> oh, the wild east. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the sad thing is, is that because we lo- literally know nothing about this stripper character, he's an innocent 
right? As far as he knows, he's been hired to come do a bachelorette party and he dies because of that. I I mean, again, I predicted it's not a stripper and it's not, but we don't know that. And he has that kind of bad boy look to him and he's built really well. And he comes out and he starts doing a striptease thing. Yeah. Right. So he's badly. And you know what? If you're built that well and you can move it all, who cares? Yeah. And if you if you're the people your audience is coked up on yeah. drug, then <laughs> <laughs> you know. But he actually dies now. If he had just been hurt, and they were worried about litigation, I might have not felt the tonal shift so badly. But the guy dies. Yeah. And they try to to sort of backpedal into wackiness. <laughs> <laughs> by doing all the things you'd think they would do. Like, oh, we'll move him into this position, and look how funny he is sitting in this. Oh, now we'll move him over here. Or the fact that, like, uh, Pippa tries to close his eyes, and they snap back open. Yeah, and i got to say, the guy does a pretty good corpse. I didn't see him breathing yeah. once. But... That's very hard to do. Yes. It's really hard. Also, I would like to point out, closing a dead person's eyes in the movies and TV, they always make it look really simple. It's not. Yeah. It's very difficult. <laughs> I, well, I've never had to do that, so apparently it's bad for me to have ever seen a sex wing, but Max is closed to the dies of many, many dead people, so whatever. Not many. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they say things like, get rid of all the drugs. And I, of course, yeah. was like, so d- are these people total drug heads? Or I don't, I don't well, know. It just well, felt- we know at one point, um, and I'm not sure how this worked in the airport, like Jess hugs Frank and goes, wow, you smell really good. And she's got, yeah, I've got a lot of weed in my bra. Yeah, because that... like yeah, you'd be rest- you'd be on the ground under six sky marshals at that point. Or the more important part of their team, if I might quote him, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they call a yeah. lawyer, and he's like, "Oh, you're fine, you're fine. You did that. Oh, you're going to yeah. jail." So the oh, as long as you didn't again. move the body or mess with the crime scene. Oh, yes, that's mayor. accessory after the fact. I I don't know if that's true. Any lawyers out there? But uh, mm, yeah. Yeah, then that's like we have. Then basically, he says he doesn't come out and say it, but he tells them get rid of the body. Yeah, and what do they do? They get on a jet ski and they dump him about forty feet <laughs> off from shore because apparently none of them know how waves work. Yeah, though they supposedly put rocks in his pockets, and then his pants came off. Uh, he washes up on shore as we knew he was going to yes. without his pants on, and. I, that part I did find was kind of funny. They put rocks in his pockets, and it's like, now that only works for Virginia Woolf. Everyone knows that. Yeah, and she yeah. didn't have a jet ski. Uh, yeah. Maybe if she did. <laughs> um, yeah, wacky, zany hijinks. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Then, of uh, course, that they have to bring back in the sex couple right. next door because they seem to have a video camera, and so they send Zoe Kravitz over to seduce them and which is not exactly much work for her or, to yeah. get access to the camera, and they end up, you know, basically Demi Moore performs oral favors on her. <laughs> the <This> sex. Is, <laughs> yes. And it uh, turns out the, the video camera isn't hooked up to anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just there for show. Which and, kind of I saw coming. Yeah. I thought, uh-huh. Well, either that, it suddenly becomes a Tom Cruise movie, right? Because she has to go in, and I was sitting there going, wait, why aren't they getting the tape while she's yeah. on the beach? And it turns out she the plan is, oh, she's going to have the sex and then get the tape as it's her kink, blah, blah, so blah. So she, she, in effect, has had sex with these two strangers, and it's just sort of laughed off. Well, and the sad thing is when she talks about it later, 
it's this she says it was actually amazing cuz yeah, she was like she was really into it. She was into she was in me, I was in her, she was in me and then it's just she like she was me. She was yeah and she seemed actually it seemed to be really good and here's the thing. The scene itself was just creepy and unnecessary. It felt like it it was what it was was Chekhov's gun, right? We see yeah. the creepy sex couple next door so somebody's going to have to shoot the gun cuz that's the way it goes. Um if you don't know that term just look it up. But they do it because gratuitous sex scene. And the sad thing is it seems to actually have affected her in a really interesting way. Very She's profound. Like, and again, it's a nice one with, this is a, a, a nice reversal. It's usually guys. Yeah. Like, oh, well, and if it's a guy, it's always played off as, oh, wow, I had to have sex. Oh, darn. And this is the same thing. It's like, well, I had to have sex. It was a little weird, but boy, I was kind of into it. And here's the thing. The reason that one of the reasons it felt so much like a guy came up with this is all of the sex in this film is lesbian based. Now the guy of the sex couple is there, but he's sort of not doing anything. It's all yeah, he's more of more. a prop. Yeah. yeah, and then we have a couple of scenes of kissing between uh, Zoe Kravitz and I'm sorry, I've forgotten her name, Ilana Glazer. Yeah, that's it. There's actually literally no. Other no. type of, of sex going on there's, in this film. There's a lot of sex talked about and a lot of sex described. <laughs> Strangely, but no. not in the gay support group. But uh, yeah, no, they yeah. just have this plan because, of course, now we can get to this part you wanted to get to. Peter yeah. is talking to Jess right at the point where they've killed, or I'm sorry, he's accidentally died. The stripper yeah. died. And she's going crazy. And Alice pulls her phone out of her hand and throws it on the floor and stomps on it until it's dead because she doesn't want anything talked about. And, of course, he thinks that she doesn't want to get married anymore. All she says is, we had a stripper, and do you want to get married? And then she screams no when Alice takes her phone, and that's the last thing he hears. And he's like, he's convinced that, you know, like every other girl before, she's broken up with him. Not a big surprise. Because she suddenly realized, you know, she's Scarlett Johansson, he's, we don't know. (laughs) Yeah, he's Peter. But uh, his friends convince him, and one of them particularly sites you have to go f- sad astronaut now you remember that little peccadillo a few years ago where an a- the, the story he tells is absolutely is accurate it's a real thing a woman at nasa fell in love with another nasa scientist and ended up driving across the country wearing adult diapers so she wouldn't have to stop to go and like kidnap and or murder his girlfriends or wife it's a really dark and d- disturbing story, and again, played off, as he says, this story takes kind of a dark turn. So they go out and they get him some adult diapers, and with this... a very helpful store clerk, I have to say. Yeah. Now and that he... part, I'm sorry, that was funny, because they're doing the sort of bro music in the slow motion. Oh, it was hard rap. Yeah. And I and did not it's find... Like, I had actually had a note. I said, wow, adult diaper joke mixed with hard rap. Hilarious. But I also, thought that was kind of funny because it's mm. playing off of it. should be they're like you know, arming themselves or getting ready to go on a run. And they're buying Depends or what have you. Yeah, and that's what he... And he, he gives him a bunch of Rush, expired Russian Adderall. Yeah. Which is basically some form of speed in this. I guess. And, and yeah, he drives from... Actually, where are they? I think they're in Charleston. I think they say okay. Charleston at one point down to okay. Miami. So I drive from Charleston, yeah, down to Miami in like one night, and he gets stopped. He's for some reason he doesn't occur to him to put his pants on over the adult diapers. So he yeah. spends the rest of most of the movie in a diaper. 
Because funny. It's funny. Oh, and oh he gets... it's been a while. Woo. Oh, yeah. Woo. There. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Almost forgot. He gets stopped by the cops. or yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a scene that happens. And Did you think the cop he... was about to kiss him? Because I swear there was like little sparks uh, going back and forth between them I, for I reasons. didn't see that, but now that you mention it. It's just weird. Because yeah. the guy seemed like, first the guy, the cop pulls a gun. Yeah, he's think, like ready to shoot him. Well, he sees the he's boxes kind of, of the diapers, and that's what sets the car. Co- oh my God, something's going on. Diapers. And he's like, get out of the car, get out of the car. And then Peter does this, you know, the backwards with the touching the nose and the, all the alphabet. Yeah, and the, yep, except he's not just walking the line. He recites the alphabet backwards. He does a forward flip, a back flip. The guy said, I just needed you to walk a straight line. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that was, that should have been funny, and it kind of wasn't. Well, and he he ends up uh, going to a gas station. He tries to pay with his credit card, but his hands are shaking so much from the drugs that he basically he ends up with his card declined and inactivated. So he's trying to get money by washing people's windshields. Yeah. And a very nice truck driver wants to know if he will have you know have sex with him for fifteen dollars or if he wants to buy any meth. Yeah. And uh, he. I have to say, he is the most accommodating meth dealer I've ever heard of. Yeah. Well. He's very like, oh, okay, sure. He says, no. Then another guy solicits him for sex, and he very kindly introduces him to the truck driver. Yeah, after having ripped him after, off of the meth, but that's okay. Yeah. Because he buys yeah. meth from the truck driver for 40 and sells it to, for 80 to the guy who wants to yeah. have... And, wants and because the truck driver wants to him to prove that he's not a cop, he, which, by the way, this doesn't work. He makes him do. He says, "You got to do a little meth." Police are trained to simulate use. They can do it without. Uh, there are ways of doing it. I don't know how, but they can. I don't even can. know what meth does, so whatever. I don't know. It makes your teeth fall out. Um, oh, I know it does the drug. That's what it does. Yeah, yeah. Then, so my my thought though was, okay, the the adult diapers. See, because adult diapers are funny, but he has to stop for gas anyway. So yeah. why not just go yeah, to the bathroom? Yeah, why couldn't he just use the bathroom then? Like, don't that, bring you yourself a six-pack of energy drinks. Hello. Yeah. And just stop for the bathroom when you have to get gas. I just, like, it was just so dumb. I just yeah. didn't see any point in that. And it may, But it does bring back both wacky and hijinks, so I suppose. That's, yeah, yeah. And, of course, and, it will provide us with a an ending to the... Uh, yeah. uh, yes, and then, of course, there's... Yeah, once they think that they've dumped the body... And everything's fine. They sort of relax. They take a picture they call the human friendipede. Uh, which, yeah. Uh, that's the last fall question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so what happens is eventually a, a stripper shows up. That's how we find out that it's, yeah. that guy wasn't the a stripper. A real stripper. And as soon as he shows up, I'm like, okay, he's, he's the stripper. Like, I just, I didn't yeah. even bother writing that down as a prediction because nope. it was pretty obvious. And they knock him out accidentally, too. Um, and then they're like, what do we do? And then the cops show up, quote unquote. But of course, yeah. they're the roughest looking cops. Yeah, you've they ever are seen. the most sketchy looking police officers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it turns and- out that there was a jewelry heist and right. $2 million in diamonds were stolen. And the young, good looking one is the one that was mistaken for the um, stripper in the earlier part of the film. And these are and his he double crossed the others. So. Right. They're like, okay, uh, hand over the diamonds. We don't know. Where are they? Yeah. Then the tone shifts again because now. Yep. Now it's a caper film. And now yeah. there's actually, you know, both sort of slapstick fighting, but also their lives are actually in danger. And, 
Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, as was predicted, and I'm sure, Max, you probably saw it coming to the happy ending. It's like... Yeah, yeah. Legally, they've kind of just basically... So what ends up happening is Peter shows up in the car, in the diaper, drives through the front of the house for no particularly good reason, except, I guess, He's meth, on meth. And Adderall. <laughs> And luckily, the bad guy with the gun happens to be standing in front of the door, so he gets hit with the car or whatever. Yeah. That saves the day. And Jess is like, no, of course I still want to marry. Let's get married this weekend in Miami yeah. all together. All our friends are here, except mm. for the gay support group, but whatever. They show yeah, up well, no, they show up. And, yeah. Yeah, and of course, Pippa is an internet minister and can marry them. And Which, now to be I, fair, I, that part I believe. <laughs> I completely believe that. I also... Cardinal I like the line, yeah, yeah, apparently we committed what is known in Florida as a good murder. <laughs> that was funny. Only because it's true. <laughs> and I kind of like, you know, Jess has this campaign manager who clearly has a whole backstory that we have no idea what it is. Yeah. But he's on the phone. She's like, yeah, I'm going to get married. Are you were actually getting married? Jess, I'm in love with you. Click. Yeah. I, like, and, um, all right, that was like it was from another movie. Okay. And, and he's telling her why, she, in the beginning of the film, why she's not going to uh, win the election. And she's saying things like, look, he, he tweeted a dick pic. And it's like, well, yeah, but he apologized. Yeah, he apologized and sent another <laughs> dick pic. Yeah, and apparently those are actually now political indicators. Well, it's an indication of something. Um, and it's... Fine. I mean, it sets up the the it sets up the prediction that oh, she's seen as sort of a tight person, like doesn't know how to have fun, and that's why people, her constituents, don't like her. Yeah. And of course, I you know now that she's this hero and she's saved the world from fake strippers. Yeah. <laughs> now, oh, I'm going to vote for oh, she saved the world. She saved Florida from fake strippers. <laughs> I'm voting for her. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that works. I also, she looks way too young to be elected to state senate. And we all learn the valuable lesson of friendship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blair and Frankie end up back together. And, which is fine, because uh, they actually make a cute couple. They are really adorable I together. I like their chemistry. And Jess, uh, sorry, Alice ends up with the stripper. With a giant least, knob on his head. But Yes. yes. Yeah, the real and, stripper, uh, not the dead one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then there's a mid-credits scene where we see that Jess won her election and Pippa wrote a song. About the murder. <laughs> and I have to do say, I did think the song was really funny because it's literally just, sometimes you kill a stripper, sometimes <laughs> that, you have to get rid of the body. I will <laughs> I will bet you that Kate McKinnon improv that whole song. I, that part was funny. I will say that was very funny. Yeah. And then the end credit scene, we find out what happened to the diamonds. Apparently, they were hidden. The guy hid them in a box of penis pasta. Yeah, that uh, Jess has, and it looks like Alice Je- I mean, that Alice has, and it looks like Alice is about to eat them. I don't know. Yeah, um, which I don't know about you, but I had not only a forgotten about the diamonds, but b didn't care about them in the first yep. place. Yep. But whatever. Um, I went through all. Uh, I did have one more note, and they that was, yeah. and the princess married the handsome prince and lived happily ever <laughs> after. And you get a date, and you get a date, yeah, and you get yeah. a date. Everything is very neatly wrapped up at the end in penis pasta. Yes. But, yes. Uh, do you want to get to the uh, finality yeah. of this? Let's get to the finality. The finish. So, so Max, nice. Hmm, ah, I roll a d twenty. Uh, odds or evens. Uh, evens. Aha! Odds. So, Max! Uh, yeah. <laughs> I rolled a 15 just for those who... Are, you, you could hear the 15, I'm sure. Uh, now, you saw this when it came out, didn't you? I did not, in you, fact. Really? When was the first time you watched this? Last night. 
right. Had you heard, before we thought of doing I this? I had heard of it. Okay. I, I, I remember seeing the previews because, quite honestly, any movie that had stars Scarlett Johansson, I'm interested in. <laughs> mean two moons? <laughs> because she do, usually, usually is in a lot of really interesting stuff. I mean, yeah. The, like and the I was like, "Oh, this looks like it could be funny." It's like, "Okay, like a you know a gender swap on the uh, the gross out ro- you know road trip party comedy," and every review I heard was like, "No, it's not worth it. Mm. It is a huge waste of an immensely talented cast." And having seen it, yeah, it is. These are some. This it just throws away not just her, but I don't think there are a lot of bad performances in this. Everyone is trying. Everyone. Is is doing their best. Kate McKinnon can be hilarious, and they give her nothing. Not much. Nothing. So and your, your your final wrap up then would be yes. Don't, don't, <laughs> just don't. What if you're on drug? <laughs> if you're on drug and you've been out at club, <laughs> then, <laughs> then still no. Go watch The Hangover. You want to watch? Uh, 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 one with a female cast. Watch Bridesmaids. That's a lot of gross-out humor, but that one's funny and mm. touching. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I I know you, but you saw it like four or five times when it came out <laughs> in the theater, right? No, no. Did you go to the I, midnight show on the Thursday night it was released? Or? Yeah, I went dressed as Rocky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it didn't seem to work for some reason. I don't know why. Huh. Uh, this is terrible. Um, yeah. It is not only predictable, but it's obviously trying to be the female version of which it doesn't need to do. And the part, just like Max said, the part that's really annoying is the characters themselves. I actually like yeah. the performances of the, 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 the four main women in this film and Demi Moore and, and creepy husband. I don't care about creepy husband, but I actually think there's a story here. Now, a lot of what we see is exactly what you'd expect, which is too bad, but I like Pippa, and I feel bad for her, because yeah. she and Jess were obviously got really close that one semester, have kept in touch, and mm. I think Pippa's actually a pretty cool woman. I'd hang out with her. She seems like yeah, fun. And, but Alice is jealous. She doesn't like any of the diversion of the attention. Right, and we and get so why. She, yeah, we understand why, but she tries to minimize Pippa as much as possible. Yeah, and of course that limits the part for... Uh, McKinnon to do, yeah. you know, so yeah. I like the chemistry between Frankie and, I'm sorry, what's Zoe Karras' character's name? Blair. Blair. Zoe and Blair. I, we don't know a whole lot about them because, you know, they're off to the side, unfortunately, so yeah. we can hear more from the white women. Oh! Did I say <laughs> that? I'm, sorry, I didn't. Yes, yeah. I did totally mean to say that. The, and I think everyone's giving it their all. I also have to sit through watching, why is Scarlett Johansson slumming and doing this film? Hmm. She, I, I don't know. Maybe she owed someone a favor, or some. She's friends with one of the people involved. I don't know why, because this is not her usual kind of movie. Maybe she wanted to stretch. Maybe she wanted to try something a little different. Yeah. She's off. off people often think she's just t- too serious. She doesn't do a lot of comedy. No. And the thing is, she's actually pretty good at it. That's she the is. thing. That's she, the sad part. Her delivery's really good. Her timing yeah. is excellent. Some of this movie technically is done fairly well. The pacing is okay. It's not yeah. great, but it's okay. The The way it's shot is interesting. The cinematography is, you know, keeps your interest. It's the script. It's just the dialogue doesn't make good enough use of the people that, that they've got. The tonal and shifts are horrible. The tonal shifts don't work, and they could have because peop- other people have done it. 
but they just don't. I mean, think of it as I just literally just thought of this. What if the fake stripper shows up, they do the scene, he gets knocked out yeah. like they're worried Even about if his he's health, comatose, yeah. and then they see in the background the report about the jewel. Yeah, and then the cops they, it, show, and they're trying to get away from the you know Guido the killer pimp the whole film. Yeah, yeah. That might actually have worked. That could have worked. It, and it wouldn't have had those weird tonal shifts with an actual dead guy because we spend a good deal of time looking at a corpse. There were a number of ways they could they, either that or they could have leaned into it completely, like we they, we could have seen them trying to dismember him, or you know, force you know, God, total gross out dark black humor. Yeah, I don't know if, I, if that would have necessarily worked, but it would have worked better. This uh. you see, this is it's not. You say it's bad. It's not bad. It's worse. It's boring. It's bland. Well, it's a cookie cutter. It's predictable. <laughs> it's predictable, and that's really bad. I mean, all four of those predictions were right, and I'm not that good at it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, I think that all of the actors, the main actors in this, the, the gay support group, I, like, I don't even understand that. I, yeah, the, the wine club, you mean. Because yeah. it's, it's men, but see, men can be gay, I guess. I don't know. Or like wine. It's instead of the women liking the wine, because funny. I swear, every 24 frames there was a subliminal frame thrown in that said, laughs, with L-A-F-F-S, laughs. Um, yeah, there's a certain amount of... I, I would have, If I had seen this in the theater, I would have expected Rip Taylor to be running through the aisles <laughs> with a bag of confetti, or glitter, screaming, It's funny! <laughs> and there's your corpse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a waste of some very good talent, yeah. and I'm glad to know that it, most of these people will do better things. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I yeah. uh, want to uh, uh, recap that poll question uh, yes, for our listeners sure. next. Poll question for next week. Uh, who would you choose to play you in your own biopic, it has to be an actor, but any actor, living or dead, at any point in their career. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Two uh, Moons, you can do it. It's a stretch, but... <laughs> now, to be fair, Scarlett Johansson is talented enough that she could play you, I think. Well, remember the problem we had last week where she's five foot three and I'm six that, foot two. <laughs> yeah, that is... Oh, she could oh, do Scarlett it. Scarlett Johansson She's and an all-little-people cast. Nope, nope. She'd just stand... She'd be on a box the whole time and everyone else would be in a trench. Yeah. Scarlet of the Antarctic. There you uh, go. But, poll question, sorry. Oh, yes. you did that. So how can people give us the answer, though? That's what we do. Well, uh, through our, our top secret, super fudgy, secret club, secret, 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 secret way. Max is on the drug. Which we've t- <laughs> well, I'm trying. I'm in a hurry. I got to get out to go to club. Uh, <laughs> you can, of course, visit us at our website, maxmikemovies.com, and leave a comment. You can, as only Dr. Lauren did, le- send us an email to us, us at maxmikemovies.com. You can also l- find us on the socially mediated on the Facebooker and the Twitter. <laughs> While you're under on the drug. Max Mike <laughs> Movies. Yep. <laughs> Yes, and you can. And next week, next week we are oh, going to we're close, continuing. Yes, we are clo- continuing and closing out our Scarlett Johansson journey with a Luc Besson movie she was in. Oh, I love oh. Luc Besson with a little bit of chicken and a little rice. Mm, it's very nice, very nice. <laughs> or wait, does he do hair care have, products? I have remember. I mentioned I was French? I'm Frenchy. Um, <laughs> gotta go. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, French it's people. Lucy. Lucy. And it is, it is of course, the story. Of the behind the woman who keeps yanking the football away from Charlie Brown when he tries to kick it. Oh, Charlie, it's never funny. <laughs> Lucy. And oh, don't forget, woo. Woo!
This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench. Thank you.